Everybody has a heaven to run towards and a hell to run from. You don't have to be like some crazy billionaire, but like just go do good, you know, go make something of yourself. Because when you're in your early 20s or young 20s or mid 20s, there's that pressure of like, yo, you got to make something of yourself. So I had a strong hell to run from and a new heaven to run towards, I guess. Create that if you can. Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast, where we explore the world of entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive into the nitty gritty of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. We're on a mission to share our experiences, failures, insights, and advice with others. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey, or you're looking to take your business to the next level, tune in and join the conversation about what it takes to succeed in the world of business. We going Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you. Thank you guys so much for the feedback that you guys have given and comments, likes, shares. It is super beneficial for me. Um, I, I, I love hearing your thoughts. I love interacting with you on this, and I love just giving you value. Um, as always, even though that is appreciated and ratings and everything does help, the thing that's most important to me is that if there's one person that could benefit from Jacob and his story in this conversation, um, that they would receive it, that they would hear it, that they would get the value. So if you listen to this and you're saying, hmm, I know someone that is in this in this kind of similar season. I know someone that is a, that has these big aspirations. I know someone that wants to learn more about sales. They're in sales. Send them this video because uh, more importantly than this being reached by a ton of people, I want it to be reached by the important people that need to hear it. So, Jacob, thank you so much for giving me your energy and giving me your time today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. First off, I have to ask this question, um, and this is completely I, I've asked this to some people recently. Do you think, uh, this is not about you, this is, this is completely random. Do you think this painting <laughs> is a legit painting? I don't think it matters. I, think, I, don't think it, I don't think it matters because if it's on your wall, um, it doesn't matter. Like if I think it's legit or anybody else thinks it's legit because for all I know, yeah. that painting could be from like your daughter, I don't know, or a dang sentimental value. Dang it, it is. That's what value. Was, oh, goodness gracious, dang it. Okay, because that's what yeah. I was trying, I, I'm two for four right now. I've asked a bunch of people. In the last two days, and I've said, like, I've been like, hey, does it look like this was made by an artist? And two people were like, yes, it definitely has. And then you and one other person was like, that looks like it could probably, probably was made by a toddler. And I was like, ah, dang it. So, so then it's legit. So then it's legit. It is, it's legit made. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> this, is made, this is legitimately made by a toddler, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, but I, I told my wife, I was like, I was like, buy some canvases. Let's get a bunch of stuff. I, I, I think next week I'm going to try to have like six on the wall and maybe I'm going to. Maybe I'll play around and I'll have like one be legit, like one be like an actual painting and mm-hmm. then like just rotate the other five and just like have that be <laughs> something where I'm like, I just, every call I'm on, I'm just like, guess which one is the legit painting to see, to see, to see if I can beat any. Sorry, completely super random. <laughs> that was a uh, fun way to start. <laughs> so so uh, I know so little about you, um, but the things I know are wildly impressive. Um, and I, I kind of, I, I don't, love doing like give me all your origin story but because of the context because there's so little to go off of i want to like start from the beginning so my context into you is that you're an expert at building sales teams you come with incredible credentials and people that you've worked with where you scaled their sales teams um so with that comes a ton of knowledge uh and and sorry specifically outbound sales um with that comes a ton of knowledge and a ton of expertise and a ton of things that a lot of people want to know about how did you get into that how did you get into that industry as a whole? Um, was that just part of your personality? Did you do door-to-door sales? Like, what? Tell me the. Tell me how you transitioned into what you currently are an expert at. Yeah, great question. Um, I was in. I got started kind of late, to be honest with you. Um, later than a lot of like salespeople that I meet and, and interact with. Actually, um, my story is a little bit different. I was getting my master's in exercise science. Um, I was working as a part-time personal trainer, so I did a little bit of sales there. Not really. I was more so on the gym floor, like coaching and training. Um, But I was working part-time as a trainer, like substitute teacher. Um, You know, just I I had no idea that this whole online space existed. This was in like 2014, 2015-ish. Um, and I just was going to school cause it was like my, my parents dream for me and my grandparents dream for me that never really had the opportunity to get a great education. Um, and I did, so I just listened to them and it's like, all right, cool. I'll just get an education and just see where it goes. Um, yeah. so I had no plan. I hated school, but I knew it was just something that I wanted to do. But my, I was in a period too, where I had lost my father. I had taken care of him for almost eight years. 
Um, and he had like a, some health problems. And so almost like my, my whole life shifted after he passed. And it was like, okay, cool. What do you really want out of life, Jacob? Like, so long story short, did some traveling back then. Um, went to Wait, Europe. Don't give me long, I don't want. I don't want long story short. I don't want long story short. Give me the context there. So, sure. You was that you would you would you were going for your master's in 2014, and that's where you started, or you graduated from your master's in 2014. That's when you started. I was starting. I was in my master's program in 2014. Uh, okay. Dad got really sick. He was super sick for the last like three or four years of his life. Debilitating. We were. It was yeah. ugly. I won't get into too much detail. Um, but at that point of my life. Like if you're, if anybody's listening to this and you're like struggling with something like that, like I was, it was almost this weird transformational thing where I felt like my father's loss of life and like continuous like loss of function and loss of life. I almost like inherited his life. I don't, it's hard to explain because there was all these things that I was just starting to notice at that time and energy and like new perspectives and different things. Like, for example, like just simple books, like. Think and grow rich because I'm from a very small town where it's just like yeah. all you do is either become a teacher because that's what like my brother did and like that's what we people we knew did or like my dad worked a trade like very small town. What, what, so I never what even state, understood what, that. Uh, Wildemar, California. Uh, okay, it's, it, it's like nobody's ever heard of it. Uh, where is it? Like in SoCal. in conjunction with like southern? Okay, okay. Yeah, SoCal, like hour north of San Diego, but inland, nowhere by the beach, nowhere pretty. Um, okay. <laughs> and so all I knew, basically, that was all I knew growing up, you know, was just like I was going to become a teacher or like maybe I'll become a PE teacher or like a trainer. I don't know. I just had no idea that like online income or anything existed like that or building yeah. building remote teams or anything. And back then it didn't really exist. I'm 32. So like, I don't know. It was just kind of a different era. I didn't really grow up yeah. with like all these things. Um, and so, yeah, I just got a new perspective on my life. And I realized I didn't I that's what I didn't want to go down that route. And I finally got the courage to ask myself, life's finite. Like, what do you really want to do? You know? And mm -hmm. so I just sat there and just started game planning. I had backpacked Europe um, for two months solo. was amazing. Got new opening, eye-opening perspectives. I'm like, man, it would be so cool to live in Latin America because I'm my, my dad's side of my family is Latin American. Learn Spanish. Um, learn B2B sales and do it in the fitness industry. And I, like, I just started throwing out stupid ideas of like how to do that. And... And uh, lo and behold, I found a European software company called Virtua Gym, um, and they had a big market share in Europe, uh, but they were trying to break into the U.S. market. And so they had an office in Los Angeles, but they wound up moving it to Medellin, Colombia. Um, and so without any hesitation, I interviewed for the role, and it was like an outbound cold calling role. There was like nothing in place um, and packed up and moved everything to Colombia. Um, to learn Spanish, <laughs> learn B2B sales in the fitness industry. Um, and it was an office full of expats. So half the office was like Colombians and because uh, we would sell to Latin America as well. And then okay. the rest of the half, and they were Mexican, Colombian, Brazilian, all, from all over the world. Um, and the other half of the office was um, European, Canadian, American. And we would sell to the US and Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Gotcha. Right? So you weren't having to, I was like, are you having to sell and speak Spanish selling? That'd be like, that'd be pretty tough. That'd be tough to be like, I'm going to learn this language and I'm going to sell. <laughs> That'd be a tough start. No, 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 no. So everything was in English. Um, I did wind up making a couple sales in Spanish due to like having okay. Puerto Rican clients in Miami that needed to speak Spanish or whatever. Once yeah. my Spanish got proficient enough, but no, I was, yeah. I was, um, cold calling and they had no processes in place. It was very much very well run organization. Um, but they didn't have any processes yet because the, the whole concept of cold calling for them was brand new. Um, and so anything from lists to no, nothing, nothing really existed. I was literally using Google, um, and like a phone, like to dial yeah. and, and, and set meetings. Um, so that's how I got into sales. Like, I don't know if, where do you want to stop, but that's, that's how I got into sales was because I realized that my, my life path when I was in my mid twenties, wasn't what I wanted. It was what my grandparents wanted and my parents. And, mm -hmm. um, I just wound up taking a risk because I, I wanted to live abroad for a little while. Uh, before I like settled down and had kids or whatever, I figured like this is the opportunity yeah. to do it, and it just met every criteria of like all my crazy ideas that, um, and, and the, like my lifestyle, the skills I wanted to build, all that. So yeah, well we can yeah we can park there for a second because it sounds like so that you did something that I don't think a lot of people do, which is in transitionary moments, genuinely assess with intentionality the things you want, which that is that's a kind of superlative, but I think a lot of people reach these. Uh, pivotal moments and I think like parents dying family member dying or anything like that just kind of makes you reassess 
right? And especially it sounds like if you had a, a whole season where you're taking care of him, right? And that was probably something that dominated your life and your energy. Um, there's like this sure. newfound freedom to be like, what do I want to do? A lot of people don't yeah. even ask that, I've found. A lot of people don't even ask in the sense like, what are all the things I like? What are the things that I'm good at? And let me try to match those two. So did you have a personality where you're like always good at sales? If you said that was your first like, first no. like cold calling situation, you were... You never were you introverted or always extroverted? Like what? What do you think? I had a I had a personal mindset coach. When I hired a coach, um, and she defined me as an ambivert. I think the word is or an ambivert. Let's it's Omni- basically omnivert. like omnivert. Omnivert. Om- omnivert. Yeah. yeah. So I was combining ambidextrous. Sorry, I'm ambidextrous, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> om- omnivert. Uh, to where like given certain situations, I'll be extroverted. Given certain situations, I'll be introverted. And I think that's pretty true with me. Um, yeah, I've been kind of both. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, a lot of people look down on cold calling. A lot of like, it's like same thing with door to door sales. I do think like the younger you are, the sooner you're exposed to that. You're just going to like, like handling rejection at that level, that consistently all day long and being like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to grow a thick skin is such an amazing skill to have. How fast did you realize you got good at it? Within my first week, I knew. Like, um, I <laughs> really? went through the class. Yeah. Like, um, within my first week I knew on the phones, um, I onboarded and, um, funny enough, I was maybe a week or two into my onboarding. They had a pretty proper onboarding process. They were pretty good. They, they, they had a lot of things in place besides like a business development department. And I walk into the office one day and half of the office was gone. I'm like what's going on? And then you could hear a pin drop classic, like SAS period of like where they overhired and like whatever like mm-hmm. it was like the sass sass like motion of like hire people hire people but then like half the people were gone and i was still there and i was like freaked out and so that lit a, like a fire into my butt really fast I realized i just dropped out of my master's program i didn't finish my master's i dropped out everybody was like why don't you just stay keep your mat you're like this close like just keep doing it and i went down there and everybody got fired i'm like fuck like if i don't figure this out can i cuss on here yeah yeah for sure um it, Everybody's like, you know, so that little fire under my butt to like really get going fast. But I knew within the first week um, that I had something just, um, but I, and they, I, they did, they didn't mess layoffs. They didn't lay off sales because I'm guessing they probably needed sales. They did. Or lay they, off did sales. Lay off, they did. So oh, wait, yeah, wait they why, why would they not prioritize new people? Was it just because they you did. were such a standout in that first week? Yes. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, they did prioritize they did prioritize new people because I came in with a batch of two or three other guys. Um, and there was four of us total. Two made it and the other two didn't. So myself yeah. and one other guy made it and the other guys didn't. So yeah, I think it was because, yeah, I came in and just showed. And, honest, and I during my interview process, I didn't know what I was doing. But I one question I asked like during that interview was like, who do you guys have within your company that has like background in the fitness space? And they were like, nobody. I'm like... Like, Mm. I just found that weird. And little did I know that it was like a key sales question that like, you know, like that, that sales right there is just asking the right question to expose a gap. Right. Yep. And, and so I think that part of it played my favor as well. But yeah, it was a crazy time and I was super nervous, but it lit a fire into me to like really get going. Um, you know, so love it. Love that. Yeah. That was a a funny one for sure. How, 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 uh, how long were you at this role or like, did it, did you jump to being like top sales performer pretty fast? Was it like, like you obviously were like, I'm good at this. And you're talking about, you emphasize that they didn't have systems Were you like, let me build these systems. Is that Mm -hmm. kind of like where you kind of got started? Yeah. So, um, as far as being a top performer, like as a cold caller, it happened relatively fast. Um, I went through kind of grow. I definitely went through growing pains each level. Um, yeah. But I also did some inbound. So like they would request a demo, but we would still have to go outbound to them. But yeah. the like the majority of my experience as an SDR or BDR was cold calling, uh, pure cold. And so we started getting a, a plan together and going after competitors. We had some integrations with other like larger software companies that we would you know finally get some lists. But this was a while into it. But before all that was kind of going, we had like a competitor strategy and then like just an idea of like, we had an idea of who our ICP was, which is nice, like our ideal customer. Um, yeah. But the process was like, our, we would have to physically scrape the data and like go through and do all these like copy paste, like just, I was like, dude, like this is like a VA task. 
And yeah. I thought I was being like overly cocky and like I didn't know anything. I was like, no, just do your role, whatever. But I'm like, let me hire this dude. I'm like, I just went on Fiverr and I just hired a guy because we would spend almost a full day. And I was like, man, I could be yeah. booking calls right now. I could be booking meetings. And so that's how it kind of started. I was like, I got like I just took the initiative to hire a guy on Fiverr. It's like, hey, here's all you need to do. Do it for me, please. Thank you. And it was like five bucks, whatever. It's like, you know, really cheap. Yeah. And my manager saw that and he was like, why don't why don't we do that at scale? I was like, yeah, let's do this at scale. And so uh, that was one of the big things we I helped put together the data team there, of like hiring and like all this stuff. So we had a Quietly, team yeah. of what, quick, in the quickly world, adding a day, a day, a week, quickly just adding like a day, a week of productivity. Right. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Uh, and in the SaaS world, they're called LRRs, but that team wound up scaling to like 20, no, not 20, maybe a total. We had about 20, but like 10, 15 people um, that would just scrape our total adjustable market. Um, and then we wound up getting, I, I was like, okay, cool. How else can we get lists? I'm like, great. We have, we have an integration with this software company that was a lot bigger than us. It's like, why don't we hit up, like, see if we can get their data. And like, so it was like, it was a t- typical startup vibe, you know, like our, our headquarters was in Amsterdam. And so we were kind of like the little brother office, which was, which was cool because it gave us a chance to like wear a bunch of hats um, and like do things the hard way while everybody was learning Facebook ads. Like this was like 2017, yeah. 2018 Facebook yep. ads were super cheap, um, et cetera. Well, everybody was learning Facebook ads and all this stuff. Like I was learning cold calling and learning how to wear multiple hats and build an actual department. I had no idea that these skill sets were valuable at the time. I was just doing what I was like, it just came to me. Like, it was like just do this. Yeah. Like why are yep. like, you know, so yeah. So anyways, that's crazy. That's great. Okay. So what was there a point? I'm guessing that you were like, I've outgrown this. I've outgrown this company. I've outgrown this. Like I, I should just do this for other people. Did you jump um, to that? Yeah. Good question. So, um, at that point, I had um, cold called somebody and closed them because I, I turned out I wound up closing there, closing deals, and then we scaled. Once I became a closer, I was the top producer as a cold caller, so we had to hire a bunch of people um, to scale the team. And we yeah. were in a position now where we had actual leadership and stuff, and we were growing, and we proved the process out. And so um, there's another guy on our team that did pretty well. We both moved up to being closers at the same time, and so they had to hire like bunch of people to replace just us two and so all of a sudden we had a full team of sdrs or bdrs and we were closing deals so we would basically help and uh coach them you know all the like create an onboarding process all that um and then i wound up closing deals as well but it was during that time that um i cold called a gym and he was like in our closing in our in the close he was like by the way do you guys have any like deals or like um affiliate deals with with gym launch and this was like 20 mid 2018 um somewhere around there um and i'm like i don't even know what the hell that is like he's he's like yeah like we're it's a company that whatever blah 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 and i just go i get done with the deal i close them and i go google (laughs) of of like what what this was and i'm like immediately hooked i'm like i just i couldn't tell you it was something spiritual to be honest with you like um i knew that was my next step in my career it was like who is this guy Right. It's like, who is this guy? Like, yeah. what's going on with 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 this? It was like, I just remember the day super clearly. And my one of the colleagues that I was with sat, that sat next to me saw me like doing this. He was like, I'm like, dude, check this out. He was like, dude, that's a perfect fit for you. It was great working with you. Have a good time. Like, whatever. <laughs> but I there was a lot that I still wanted to accomplish at that time. Like I still wasn't yeah. the top producing closer. There were better guys than me. Um, there was still a lot to learn. So I still wasn't the top producing closer at that time. Um, we sold to multi-location um, fitness centers. So like large, like like big box gyms, right? With A lot of them had multi-location, stuff like that. Like, man, like there's still so much I need to learn about how to like manage deals um, that are at that level that have multiple stakeholders, multiple locations. And like, I haven't really truly accomplished what I want to accomplish here that I set out with this company because I had goals of that company that I wanted to do and I hadn't hit them yet, right? So in the meantime... Um, I obsessed. I listened to that that Gym Launch podcast, Alex's podcast. Um, I had his book shipped down to me in Colombia. Um, nice. and and this is, and, this uh, is Gym Launch Secrets, right? Not not even the not even hundred million dollars. Yeah, which is Gym Launch Secrets. Yeah, yeah. This was Gym Launch Secrets. Um, had the book shipped down to me. Studied it back and forth. Used a lot of that information within my sales processes. Um, you know, and and finally over the course of the next year or so, like became like the truly like top, broke a couple records as a closer, whatever. Um, 
and then or whatever. Yeah, you just say like you're saying this, and it's like I love how you were like you're talking about your introduction to gym launch, and it's like they're asking if you have affiliates, and you're like, so I closed them, and then I just got the deal done, and then I just moved on and started researching it. It's like your personality is so like I'm I have zero doubt. Like you, you're just a top closer. Like I can just see it. You're just like you're a stone cold killer. That's it makes sense that you would work with someone like Alex because I was like, you got killer like in in your bones. It's the way you vocalize things. You're so direct. I love it. It's funny you say that. Um, and this is a little bit of a side tangent, but like I was actually I did break some records at my like previous company, but I was never the best closer. Like to be honest with you, which really? is why I believe no, which is why I believe that like and the data constantly say like Mark Roberge, um. He's phenomenal. He was he was one of the co- like original people at HubSpot. If you don't know, he was one of the original salespeople yeah. at HubSpot. Um, That's crazy. He the data constantly say that the best closers don't make for the best managers. And I thought I was good because I was in this little company and we were whatever, like we were doing okay, whatever. But like once I stepped out uh, and I saw like holy shit, there are dudes at a whole another level. Whole level. <laughs> I realized I was like decent, but. Better, hopefully a better, hopefully a better leader and manager than I am actually a closer. But uh, whatever. Um, so, anyways, you, before we before we chatted, um, you mentioned you wanted the uh, not the not LinkedIn version of my story. Um, and so this is where it kind of doesn't get appropriate for LinkedIn or whatever. I don't even have LinkedIn. I kind of do. Um, but during that time, and this is a kind of a lesson that and this is what a, a mission of why I kind of want to come on this podcast as well is like how to not self sabotage. Um, and there's a book called the big leap on this topic, which is a fantastic book. Um, so during that time that I, I took so Q4, I think of, of 2019, um, or around that time, that was the quarter that I broke the, broke a record, but it was also the quarter that I nearly killed myself and died. Um, so during that time I was in a great rhythm, like going to the gym before work, um, reading before work, coming home, studying Spanish. Like I had my routine just dialed in. Like, so I would like all work to get better at my job. Like just stuff before work, work hard during my work hours, yeah. come home, either yeah. learn Spanish or chill, whatever. Like, but like it, my whole life was like just really progressing. And I finally had like momentum, you know? And I was like, man, I think mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going somewhere. And so in order to stay out on the weekends, um, Columbia is an amazing place. Um, and it's, it's incredible. Uh, like I've been here for almost six years now. Um, well, long story short, um, I, I like had in order, if I wanted to stay out over the weekend, um, I would need a little bit of a boost to keep me awake because I was literally waking up at five every, every day studying, going to the gym, great routine. And so it was never a big part of my life, but yeah, like I'd, I'd used cocaine maybe five to six times. Um, and I was actually, was that, was that part of the culture too? Was that a part of like the sales culture of of the team there as well? Good question. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, yes. And it wasn't until like, I never, I never really outside of work. I was always pretty solo up until this period, but then I really started to integrate a little bit. Um, amazing people, like amazing people. I was still very close with a lot, all of them. Um, but yeah, it, it became a little bit part of the culture. Um, it was a very much work hard, play hard, um, yeah. type of, type of place. And, um, I went home for Christmas that year and, um, had hung out with my family, had a great time. And, and, um, yeah, when it, when it, when, when it happened, I, I was, um, completely sober hanging out at my mom's house. Thank God. Cause if I was here, I don't know if I would have lived. Um, but yeah, I wound up having apparently a, a full blown heart attack. I don't even remember the day. I just remember wow. like, I don't remember the day. It's all gone from my memory. Um, and this was two days after Christmas of 2019. Um, and yeah, I had a full blown <laughs> heart attack, I guess. The, the I guess like the, I was in the best shape of my life physically, setting PRs in the gym, everything. It was just my body. And I was not a big part of my life. Like, I, honestly, like it was like I would do bumps here and there or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't some like addict. There's not some like story like that. It was just like party, have fun, whatever. But apparently, my body just rejected it. And uh, caused a blood clot, um, and I spent seven days in the hospital. Like had a had had like the full. I was my body was frozen for a while. They didn't know. They were telling my family like he may not know who you are when he wakes up. We don't know what type wow. of brain damage was done um, during that time. And so 
I, yeah, I remember waking up from the hospital just being like in dis- disbelief. Um, they went up my, you know, anyways, to, to remove the clot. Wound up living. Um, and so I kind of, people, everybody knows, everybody that I've ever worked with knows about this. Um, and I was a little hesitant to even share this type of stuff because like it's probably pushed a lot of people away. But like it's part of my story and I feel like it's important. And I think the lesson from it is is like is about self-sabotage like when you have so much momentum going like you don't do things to take you to take you out of that 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 momentum you know that was like just stupid shit that i did that nearly cost me my life and cost me my career nearly cost me everything and so the doctor basically had me on bed rest for 90 days to heal and Hmm. uh went back later that like that march and uh, i was lost during that period as you could tell like i was just like distraught like it was just like a it was crazy. Like it was very, very yeah. traumatic. Um, cause every day well, so I didn't know. Tell, tell me about was, that. Tell me, cause you, yeah. cause you had a previous, like the previous time you had experienced something that is just like, I would say traumatic, like any, any level of loss is traumatic. You, it shifted you into this like larger perspective where you, yeah. you know, you shaped your life into what you wanted it to be. This time you almost had a forced, I mean, to be honest, it's like a forced depression because anything on bed rest sucks. Anything like there's just no way that you're gonna feel great. You're away from your home, right? And you're like in a different context. I imagine the thoughts you're having throughout the, that whole thing is just like, you know, like you're you're having to reassess what life really is about. Tell me about that. Tell me about how you're feeling and, and like, did that positively shape you or was it like, man, that was something I had to overcome? Um, I'm still overcoming aspects of it to this day, and this was mm-hmm. almost four years ago. Um, but during that time, my birthday is in February. Um, and so during that time I was just bedridden for my birthday and, uh, I'll, I'll always remember like the day of my birthday, just like sitting there, like with my mom, like my mom, fortunately she was there like with me. So I wasn't like really alone, but like, I just, I just remember like questioning everything. It's like, do I, like, do I ever even like get to have a family? Like, I'm not going to be able, like, if I can't walk up a hill, like, why would I ever, who's, what woman will ever even desire me? Like what? What, like, why would I ever like get into a relationship? Even if I could, why would I ever have kids again? Like, am I even going to be able to walk up the street, you know, again? And so all these thoughts were definitely going through my mind. Cause I just didn't know anything. Cause I had no, obviously I had no insurance in the U S like I, I was full Colombian base. So I had all, everything was there. And so like, I couldn't like go and get a bunch of tests or whatever. So like the doctor was just like, just wait for 90 days and we'll come back and do another echo. So during that 90 days. Yeah. I pondered everything. Um, I was away from my coworkers, away from everything. Um, and I just remember sitting there thinking like, will I ever be able to do basic shit again? Like walk up yeah. a street, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, cause my mom, she left me as my options were rest for 90 days. You're either going to make a full recovery. You're going to need a pacemaker or you're going to need a heart transplant. So I'm like, am I even going to wake up tomorrow? Like that was a lot of my reality. <laughs> oh my um, the, so you're like you know, living in constant state of like, I might die. I might go, this might be it. And you're just like, yeah. there's, there's just no certainty of day by day. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was a crazy time. And then of course, March comes and uh, COVID starts to roll around. And I'm like, what is going on with all this? Like this, yeah. like, what is even happening in the world? Like for me personally, what I was going through and it's like, okay, what is even happening? And uh, I go get my echo and echocardiogram my, my test and everything was good my heart my the, the cardiologist was like she was in like socal she was in laguna beach really well known like we fortunately had a connection but anyways heart was good then COVID hits and uh <clears throat> my my girlfriend at the time who i was seeing told me hey they're shutting the border down of columbia like you need to get here if you want to come and so like without hesitation i just shipped every i was like my doctor told me to stay she's like don't fly just stay like recover here more or whatever i'm like no like i gotta get down there and fortunately i did because i probably would have lost my job at that time like they just probably would have had to cut me because as you know like you know so many companies went through cuts and just like things were changing yeah fortunately i had performed really well that previous quarter but i was like no like i'm going i don't care like and so just went down there was back in columbia and did did the whole quarantine thing in columbia and then um just slowly but surely kind of came back into sales. Um, and I never truly, truly got back to, I mean, I had a, I, it was like playing football. Like I had a 
big, really bad broken foot, never came back as much as I would want to. Same thing. Like I never, as a closer, never really came back to like where I really wanted to be. Um, mm. But you asked earlier, <clears throat> like when did you outgrow that? Or like when did you know that it was like time to go? Um, and this was during that time. So like that summer, um, the head of the, the head of partnerships comes to me and they knew that like, I would talk about like Jim Launch and Alex all the time. So they knew I was like already a big fan and they were like, Hey, how, do you think we could, we could, um, you know, form a partnership with these guys? I'm like, I don't know. Let's try. And so we requested a, a sales call, uh, with their, with their like top sales guy. And we wound up long story short, we wound up like getting up to their CTO. Cause this was when they were scaling Allen, um, as well as, um, as Alex. And so I think this was summer that summer of 2020, roughly, um, I was on a I was on a meeting with my CEO, our director of partnerships, their CTO, um, and Alex. And I'm like, just a fly on the wall for the meeting. And I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. Um, at the end of the meeting, I'm like, hey, by the way, like I know it's just a fly on the wall. I got your book right here. Big fan. Like, really appreciate what you're doing. Um, and so, partnership didn't go anywhere. Whatever. Um, you know, they had already s- some stuff going, but like. I was like kind of my foot in the door. Um, and I had already like applied to a random role just to get to know their HR person. Cause I knew like yeah. if I'm going to land this deal somehow, I'm going to have to, it's, it's going to be sort of like a multi-stakeholder thing. Like I was telling you earlier, like that, like I understood sales. So I understood like how to manipulate or not manipulate, but like work kind of multiple people within an organization. Right. So I'm like, cool requested, got to know the HR person, got to know, like got finally way up there with them. Um, fortunately, like, um, and got to meet Alex for like just a little bit on the, on the call. And a uh, month or two later, I was just like, man, I'm not progressing here. Like, I think it's time for like a new change. Um, I'm doing, I was doing okay. Like closing, I was doing well, hitting target, no problem, but I was never like crushing it. But I'm like, man, like, yeah. I feel like if I took that next step, this is always what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I just took a photo of, of, um, Alex's book with, with like a cool background. My apartment had a really cool background in Columbia at the time, like very green, beautiful. So I was like, Hey, do you ever thought your book would make it to Columbia? Ha ha. He reposted it. And every time I like DM'd him, I'm like, don't DM him. He's never going to respond. You don't matter. Like you don't matter. Mm. Like he's never going to see you. You don't provide any value. Like there's all that, always that voice. So if, like if anybody listening, like shoot your shot. Cause shot my shot. It was like, Hey, by the way, I'm Jacob, the sales guy that you met, um, in a few months ago was hoping you guys were hiring. Ha ha. And he's like, yeah, we actually are. Um, I was like, great. I'm going to send Jessica my information or their, whoever their HR girl was at the time. Um, like I just like made it known that I had like already like had a, re- I tried to form a relationship with them. Like, and then let it know. I'm like, Oh, I know your people. So like yeah. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So long. Yeah. Wound up, um, getting hired as a closer. They rescinded the contract just due to like lead flow. Um, wait, holy so, shit! Wait, so wait, no, 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 wait. Are you are you the person that he's talking about in a hundred million dollar leads? Uh, can I say that publicly? Yeah, but yeah, it's me. <laughs> um, yeah. If you can't say that publicly, that is crazy. Because I I was listening, and then I'm tying it next to your story. That is insane. Okay, so continue. I'm I'm connecting the dots. Anybody that's listening to this can connect the dots. But like that, tell, tell yeah. me about that. So he rescinded the offer. Because I'm hearing it from yeah. your perspective, and I, my perspective is from the other side of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, you, you DM'd and because you, because you, he, yeah, in, in it he references you as like a really good guy. And he's like, I really want to. I feel like this guy's such a killer, right? And like, like I, he's like, I want to, yeah, I want to believe so, him. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, um, I got word from the organization, <clears throat> like, hey, like we want to bring you on, we just don't know when, like, and it's may not going to be like they pushed it back, pushed it back. It's probably not going to be anytime soon. I understood. I'm like, dude, the world's crazy right now. It's like the middle of COVID. Like our company's going through stuff, you know, we're okay, but like we're making it, but like, it's just a crazy time. Right. And so I'm like, I get it. And so same thing. I DM'd Alex again because I, I had been dealing with like the rest of the organization, but then I DM'd Alex again. And, uh, every time though, I was like, don't DM him, don't DM him. You don't matter. You don't provide value. Like it was just like that fear. Right. Cause I'd looked up to him so much, so much. Um, and I said, hey, um, heard the, the contract got rescinded. Um, 
really bummed that we won't be able to work together, but I understand because like everything's crazy right now in the fitness industry, but I know we're going to be working together someday. I just know it. Like I have a feeling and I wrote that in the message and uh, went to sleep. That was a Friday. And then that Saturday morning is like, you know, what you read about in the book um, of how the, the rest of the conversation kind of transpired. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So that's awesome. So, so in that, uh, so, uh, did, was it, was it okay for you to still be in Columbia throughout that time? Like, was it still okay for you to be remote? What was that transition like? Cause you, you're like, yeah. you know, you kept on shooting your shot, which first off, if you're listening to this people, right? Like, and I'm listening to this, I'm feeling encouraged, right? Cause like I, I'm in a similar spot where like Alex is like, I've, I've been pretty much following Alex exclusively. Like I, I read that, I read Jim Lunch Secrets, same thing. And I was like, man, this book's awesome. It's doing so many different things. And then I, I, I think I heard a podcast of his, uh, uh, the first one I heard of him was, I think, on my first million. I think it was the first podcast I heard. And then I just went on a deep dive. And after I heard that podcast, mm-hmm. I think he was about to launch $100 million offers or he had already like recently launched it. And I was like, dang, this is really cool. The per- people that have interacted with that have worked with him and have a similar story to yours where it's like, there's that hesitation that says like, don't do it because I'm not, I don't, I'm not important. I don't matter. I'm not going to have an impact. There's no way. And all of them have overcome that. And so I, I like, I want thanks for sharing that. Cause I think like there's people that are listening to this that have other people in mind or have that job in mind or have that thing in mind where they say like, they, they have that self-sabotaging thought that's like, mm-hmm. it, it's not arrogance. It's not like to send that text, to send that DM, it's not being arrogant. It's not even almost being confident either. It's just, it's just trying. It's just putting yourself out there. And so like, that's <laughs> what's so cool is like hearing the both sides of the story is like, uh, that's really interesting to me. That's really, uh, that's really impactful for me. Cause it's like, yeah, Grant, send that DM. And I think anybody else, if you're hearing it, like, listen to Jacob, send that DM, send that, send that thought process. Because I think you never know at 10 yeah. times, you know, 10 times it might, that might get, you might get left on red or never get seen, but the 11th time, you know, and if you're willing to do it 200 times, I guarantee something good is going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm on, I'm on the edge of my seat right now. So tell me, tell me about what happened next. Yeah. So then, um, I mean, that conversation happened. I was, I was scared during that whole conversation. I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm talking with my idol right now. Like, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, and had to just kind of explain, you know, our process I was like, yeah, if, if lead gen's the bottleneck, here's what I did at my previous company. Like you're interested in, in doing it. So, um, we wound up having a great conversation, amazing, amazing people, him and Layla. Um, and he was like, cool, you want to start Tuesday? I'm like, let's do it. Like, let's go. I've never built a team. And I was like, you know, the com- how the conversation went in the book. I was like, yeah, I've never like built a team from scratch, but I've like done kind of the, from a high level. Um, yeah. So I can, I think I can figure it out. And I was like seven out of 10, like, you know, honestly, like he's like, cool, let's do it. So there was a dream come true, man. Honestly, I had written about it in journals and stuff. Like I, I like I, it was a dream come true for me. Um, you know, I told my mom about it like way before, like I was just like, found this amazing company. I'm going to work there someday. They're not hiring. I'm going to pitch them an offer. I have all the texts and stuff like still as screenshots. Yeah. It's kind of as a reminder for me. It's really special. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, at gym launch was amazing. Um, learned so much. Uh, and like Kale Owen, like who's making a really big name for himself now on social media as well. Like yeah. he was the GM yep. acting as kind of CEO at the time, like incredible human being. Um, you know, and just being able to be a part of that environment was like, okay, I know what it means to be a professional now. Like I know, like, yeah. like I had, I had like basic foundational skills and like whatever, but like, I know what it means to be a professional now. I learned, really learned that there. Um, and tell me, tell was, me about, uh, tell me about like, so were you brought in and you were, you're brought in to build the outbound team? Yeah. Basically. Yes. Okay. So tell me, and was it, were you, you were still in Columbia at the time or did they have you relocate? Yeah, I was still in Columbia. Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> freaking still rad. in Columbia. Um, and it was funny, man. I remember being like, I've always been back and forth about like, do I want to go back to the States? Um, whatever. And so during the time I'm like, yeah, I'm going to come back. I swear I'm going to come back. But like, I never wound up going back. Um, like I'd visited a few places in Florida to go maybe live or whatever, but like I never wound up making the move. And so, yeah, I was doing all this from, from fucking Columbia. Uh, <laughs> the whole company rad. was, the whole company was remote anyways. So like they had always yeah. been remote. So like, it was not really a big transition for them. It was like, we don't, they, they kind of care, but it was like, if you can provide value, like you'll make it. Right. So yeah. that was always my, my, my dream is like, man, like 
just felt like I was going to get fired every single day. Like it was slow, you know, it was during right in the middle of COVID. Um, I was during my onboarding period as well. Like we had talked about building the outbound team, but I was like, I want to be, I want to be a closer here though as well. Cause like, I know I can make really good money, whatever. So I was trying to close, um, while trying to build the outbound team right in the middle of COVID. Um, and had I looking back on it, had I just focused on building the outbound team, it probably would happen faster, but I was like really just spread thin trying to close. And like, I didn't want to go back to cold outbound almost. It was like, no, I want to be a closer. Like you make it through the ranks and you, but little did I know I was building the skill set that would like wind up helping me like where I'm, where I'm at today is like leading teams and building teams. I didn't realize how valuable that was. I thought like closer was just like the end all be all, you know? So Well, so um, tell me, did they identify that in you or did you eventually identify that in yourself where it's like, I just really need to focus on this? uh, They, so it was more so them. Um, So what happened was there were two closers that were really good that went over to Allen to sell and then they came back to gym launch. And so when they came back to gym launch, it was like, let's just go full blow, like full, full, full blow on this outbound thing and make it happen. Um, And so it was more so them. And then, but I was like resistant to it. I was like, damn, I really like closing though. I was finally getting the hang of it. Um, yeah. You know, it was a tough sale right in the middle of COVID at Gym Launch, high ticket, like really high ticket stuff to gyms. And uh, finally got the hang of it, started producing decently. And then uh, I felt like a big failure because I'm like, man, like if I can't do both, like I'm always going to, I don't know. It was just like a weird thing. But once I started getting into my rhythm, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like yeah. I love interacting with, with like, you know, the classic young sales guy that wants to make something of himself. And like, you know, I, I truly love helping guys like that out. And so I was like, dude, this is, this is, this is sweet. Like, you know, this is where I can truly provide value to not only people, but the organization and everything. So, yeah, Uh, I want to, so like, tell me about the inflection point, right? Because in my mind, like you, you're telling me even in your vision, you're like, I made it. I did it. I, I, I met with, Alex, I met with Layla. I'm on the team. I'm crushing it. I'm building something. I'm a part. And like you said, you, you had referenced in the beginning, like it's almost spiritual. Like when you first found it, it was like, there's almost like a spiritual connection to it. Tell me about that transition then out of it. Like, cause you're saying there was a point where you realized I, I, there's, I can grow even bigger. I can do this. I can like the skill set I've built here. I can do this for other people and I'm outgrowing this which a lot of people would probably think is like the goal. There's a probably a lot of killer salespeople out there that are like working, you know, with acquisition.com or working with gym launch or working with kale even is like, that's like the dream. That's like, I want to sell this. I want to do this because of so many things connected to that, to that brand. So when, when did you figure out like, man, I really, I think I, I think I want to do this for myself. Yeah. It still wasn't even after gym launch, um, to be honest with you. And, and I think this is an important part of my story as well is like, back to the self-sabotaging thing and to the non-LinkedIn LinkedIn, um, kind of LinkedIn experience of my story or version of my story is like to cope with a lot of stress that I was under because I was still recovering from what I had nearly dying. And yeah. so I was still under a lot of anxiety and all these things. Like I wound up, I was never like an alcoholic or anything. Like I mean, maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the first sign of one. I don't know. But like, um, but like, I was abusing alcohol. I just have alcohol. a drink every night. <laughs> no, like I was, no, I was truly like abusing alcohol during uh, my yeah. end of days there at gym launch. And, and all of a sudden we grew so fast. And like, I was like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, holy shit, like this happened. And I was like, we grew fast. And it was like, really, it was like a roller coaster ride. And I didn't handle it well. Like I, you know, I was abusing alcohol, like stressed. And um, I actually like wound up lacking the emotional trait, like emotional intelligence and character traits um, towards the end of my days there that I like still live with a lot of regret, regret from. Um, But there was still what you said. There was like, I can grow. And I I did want to get out of the fitness industry as well. It's like, dude, I can, I finally saw like how big like certain industries were and all this stuff. So I need to get out of the fitness industry but at the same time, I messed up in a lot of ways, whereas like everything was like perfect. And it was like everything that I had like told myself that I was going to do. But I was like stressed at the same time. And it was like, you don't, in the back of my mind, it was like, you don't deserve the success almost. Like if you've ever had the big leap, you can probably really resonate with this. It's like people reach these, reach their goal and they like wind up like self-sabotaging coming back down. 
and that was what I went through a bit of like towards the end of my days at gym launch. Like I, I didn't handle myself well, to be honest with you. I still have like decent relationships with people there. And like, I made some relationships that I, with people that I hope will last a lifetime. Yeah. But I didn't handle myself well towards the end of my days there. I didn't handle my emotions well, didn't handle, mm. um, just everything the, 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 the growth well. Um, and so I wound up leaving, but it was regrettable how I left. Um, and it was a big learning experience in terms of like, there were some gripes internally with things that were like amongst the team or whatever that I had, like they were going on. I'm like, that were pretty legit, but I didn't handle it well. Like I didn't, I wasn't mature enough. I didn't have the emotional maturity. I didn't have the character traits, um, of, of, of a truly great leader, like that could handle mm. the good, bad, ugly, everything in between. Right. With, with more of a stoicism, if you will. Um, yeah. and so I didn't, I didn't know I, I, I left not having a, a plan. Um, gracious dude. After well, that, well, let me, let me just, let me just stop you right there. I, I connect so much with that. That is like, first off to have the balls to admit that to, you know, to, to even say like, I didn't have the emotional intelligence to own that, to be humble in that, that is so cool. And I think like that in my mind validates so much of your character of what you are about to say, which I'm, I'm still excited. I'm like, I want to hear more of the story. Cause there's like, there's more names, there's more people, there's more things you've accomplished. But to say like, you, you left on the terms you didn't want to leave on. You didn't handle with the emotional intelligence. Like you've accomplished so much. And you're talking about the legitimacy of like, here's the raw rawness. It's, it's, I, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't flawless. It wasn't an amazing transition and you own it. That just speaks so much to the character element of what I value. And what I'm hoping the audience resonates with is that, um, like there's, there's a, there's a couple themes throughout this process of self-sabotaging. There's a couple themes of this process of like coping. And then there's a, a lot of it. You're just talking about like, you've there's an element where like believing in yourself is one thing and then not getting in your own way is another thing. And then also just dealing with the stressors of things that are naturally traumatic for anybody that are having to deal with it. Thanks for sharing that kind of stuff. Cause I think those are things that everyone, no matter how stressed the environment is, no matter whether you're doing sales, whether you're doing things at the highest level or the lowest level, people can resonate with that. And I think, uh, I, I appreciate it because I resonate with that. I think, I think we tend to get in our own way and, you even you're talking about like this is a journey like you joined them three years ago amidst covid right and we're in 2023 and you're saying this with the ability to have the retrospect to say yeah that wasn't what i wanted to do that who wasn't who i wanted to be um that's super cool i just i really appreciate your humility and that i just want to thank you for it so tell me tell me when you did leave what happened next what did you assess where did you have a reset point or did it naturally progress into something else because someone else just wanted you to snatch you up? Yeah. So it, it um, I wound up seeing a tweet and, uh, there's another theme is like, it goes down in the DMS, uh, yeah. you know, from the great philosopher who has, who sung that song, Yo Gotti or Gucci man. Um, yeah. <laughs> incredible philosophers we've got in today's <laughs> day and age. Um, yeah. but no jo <laughs> jokes aside, I saw a tweet, um, of another entrepreneur that I had followed for a while. Um, and he was like, yeah, I need, I need, um, I need somebody that has experience building up on teams. So I DM'd him. I was like, Hey, like, here's what I've done. And him and Alex knew each other. So like, um, apparently they, they had a conversation and it was like, yeah, like, you know, he's pretty decent. He has like, I don't know, from what I've told, like, you know, some flaws or whatever, but like overall good dude, like hire, go for it, I guess. Um, and so yeah, that was with um, Evans and Welch, um, like traveling and funnels and and um, <clears throat> and sales mentor, um, and then um, that was that was a different experience. I really learned learned HubSpot. I learned a lot of different things there. They they operated at such a high level as well. <clears throat> incredible, incredible people that were that were there, um, and uh, that's that was my next step. And and so like during that period, those and this, these are still things that I like still think about a lot is like <clears throat> entrepreneurship and. I was like, was I ready? It was like, this is something that like Alex still talks about all the time is like outworking your self doubt. I'm like, I'm not going to just start a company after this. Like, I'm not going to like go like do this. I, I still want to, there's still so much more I need to learn. Um, and so that did that wound up working there for a while. It was an incredible experience met, um, met up with who my current partner is now. And, and we wound up like 
wound up doing some really good things there, but like it just didn't wind up working out in general. Um, and yeah. the, like the whole brand really like, isn't really existent anymore. Um, but, um, incredible learning experience there, learned HubSpot, yeah. learned a lot of things about how to systematize, take advantage of companies that had, um, done an incredible job of front end top of funnel marketing and had produced a ton of top end leads, but yeah. learned and really integrated how to, and brought, brought a lot of things to the table there in terms of like how to set up systems to like prioritize and like find out how do we take advantage of that middle of the funnel? Um, yeah. you know, and so from there, yeah. Um, that's how like we got connected as well is cause, um, after that wound up doing kind of our own thing myself and, and, um, my partner who's truly, truly the founder. Um, his name's Joey. He's an incredible guy. Um, really, really good. Can't say enough good things. What, what, uh, what a tell me tell me about him more like so connecting with him uh joey wasn't the person you previously mentioned as saying like that was the best closer at hubspot that was someone else that you had worked with or was joey the person that you said that was like the best closer no um the any top like prior to that no it was like i had i had gotten introduced to incredible closers like jim launch they had some really good salespeople. they just had like the team was stacked during 2021 like there was so much talent there it was crazy like a lot of guys now are like starting their own businesses, seven figure businesses. Like it was just stacked yeah. with talent during that time. Um, and just getting out of my like SaaS bubble. Cause I came from SaaS. And so like, I thought all these companies operated like SaaS companies, like all these, I didn't yeah. understand that the high ticket world existed or like the, the coaching console. I didn't know what this didn't know that these companies even were a thing. Um, yep. and so, um, got trained really well, but my first company like that, but anyways, to answer your question, no, Joey was, um, Joey was the, basically the, the head of like growth there, like kind of a CRO almost type of thing. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so when you interact with him and you were like, yep, we connect, uh, what do you feel like he was like a natural compliment to you? Or do you feel like you guys are both kind of have similar skill sets? Yeah. When we, we well, when we worked together, like it was just instant like synergy and, we thought differently, but in a way that, in a way that complemented each other, you know? Um, and so we were on the same page a lot and, um, he hit me up and he was like, man, like, let's do this, you know, type of thing. He had already acquired a client, you know? And so I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like, let's, let's roll. Let's just see what happens. I feel like I was, I felt like I was ready at that point. Um, to an extent to be a little bit more, um, you know, isolate or, um, independent. Um, yeah. yeah. So when, when did that, when did that officially start? May ish, April yeah, or May, May of this 20, year of 22, or 22, 22. Uh, so, yeah. so tell me about the transition of, cause you've managed teams, you built teams, uh, you've built outbounds teams. You did this for other people. Now, suddenly you have this boutique sales company. What, what does it solve? And, what was the difference in building that for yourself, right? In terms of selling these, selling this, 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 these systems, right? And selling, like selling how to scale these things. What's the difference between doing it yourself versus having done it for so many other people? Good question. And, and to be honest with you at this point, not that much in the sense that like the only thing that's, cause we're still very much hands-on with the teams. Like we're not yeah. selling some product or anything like that. Like, we're still very much hands-on with the teams, like um, building it, just doing it. I have a little bit more freedom now, like in terms of, you know, who we work with or whatever, but we have around, I don't know, eight to 10 clients right now. And so like we're learning a lot of different skill sets and we haven't marketed really, you know, um, you know, Shame we, we still no no marketing yet. Um, word of mouth. Word of mouth so far. Um but we're learning. Well, that's one thing that's on our mind is like getting out there because we have no social media pref- presence really. You know, um, Joey does a little bit on Facebook, but it's mostly network and stuff. So um, it, it's it's now becoming it's now becoming like just stacking skills. You know, at the end of the day, like it's like okay, cool. We know we can close or like get set meetings or whatever. Then it's like okay, we know we can lead teams pretty well. Um, still still learning to become better at that stuff for sure at everything really. But um, now it's like, okay, cool. What other skills do we need to acquire and, and, and build upon? So that's kind of the biggest difference is like thinking more of like an entrepreneur as opposed to an employee. And uh, yeah. it was a transition for sure, for sure. Like it was not comfortable, you know? Yeah. 
What uh, what's been like? Yeah, tell me honestly. How do you feel? Do you like it? Do you like Do you like what you guys have been doing in comparison to the things you've done in the past? Yes, because I know that we're setting up the foundation of what's to come. Um, mm. Like right now, we're we're basically fractional leaders and managers, and so yeah. nothing's changed. But like, I enjoy being able to have different companies to be able to coach different companies and give, hopefully provide value to like leadership and, you know, just consulting in a way to leadership, but then also like sales coaching and all these things. We're still very much hands-on and so wearing a lot of hats. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it, but just due to the fact that I know that like we're building the foundation of something pretty special. Um, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's very cool. So, so tell me about vision for future. Like, do you have, is there... Are you thinking like, man, I would love to hit this ARR level. I would love to hit this. Uh, do you have a vision of like the type of clients, the specific clients you want to work with? Or do you have a vision for like, like how much do you want to coast versus how much do you want to grow? So since we started, our focus was not growth whatsoever. It was just serve the people that we have and hopefully get some testimonials and build just like a chunk of revenue that we know we feel like is, is going to be safe and that we can operate from a place of a little bit of abundance to where it's like, we don't need anything, you know? Um, yeah. and yep. so now going forward, we want to grow the right way. Um, and what we believe is an area that we can provide value is like developing leaders within organizations. Um, hmm. and not just the classic, like B2C sales coaching, like here it is, like, here's how to close or here's how to set meetings or whatever. It's like, we want to attract the type of person that is in this world for the long haul. They're not here to get rich quick. They are here to build a great skill set, you know, et cetera, from the B2C side, right? So like potentially something to do with like developing leaders or, you know, giving people the skill set to, to take a step up in their career in advance. Um, and then from a B2B side, like, yeah, when we look at growth, it's, it's all, I mean, if you're running a remote company, all you can really do is like provide services, you know, one-to-one or like one-to-many or a product, you know, yeah, et cetera. So like yeah. the next step, the next logical step would be to do some sort of like information combined with coaching. Cause right now we have no information. Like there's zero products that you can consume from us. It's just all hands-on. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have like processes and SOPs and stuff that are internal for the organizations, but like there's nothing that we sell. Um, so that would be kind of the next logical step. It's just a matter of what that looks like. And, you know, we'll see, but we always, we always feel like the done for you agency stuff will kind of be like there as kind of the backbone and then like yeah. expand with hiring coach, hiring more leaders in our organization, more, more companies, stuff like that. Um, yeah. bring on more companies and then like naturally just progress down in terms of mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. level of sell, service. Sell, you sell, yeah, yeah. So you do the, you, you sell the done for you and then eventually you want to scale to the done with you and then eventually you want to you want to have some kind of product to be able to do as a diy mm -hmm. yeah i love that we'll talk we're going to talk after this cool <laughs> i got ideas for you so but i i i like that a lot do you think like talk to your talk to i want to i want to i want to have you talk to yourself at different seasons based on what you're talking about now because you're we've referenced stories we've done the non-linkedin version so to close this right i want to be sensitive to your time what what knowing what you know now what would you say to yourself as the person that's like i want to go do combine all these things like after your, after your father's death right like you assessed everything you you said i want to go attack these things is there something that you wished you would have done differently better worse like do you are you proud of yourself in that moment like what part of that do you connect with i think a lot of people sit there that's why i ask and, and so this is if I were to talk to myself or somebody that was like in that same situation and sitting kind of in yeah. that, in like that doubt. Yeah. Um, good question. I think it just comes back to like being honest with yourself, like, and having, and that takes some courage, you know, that definitely takes yeah. some courage. I think to, to truly sit down and have honest conversations with yourself is like, why are you doing what you're doing? Like asking yeah. why, like, why do you want that? Why do you, why do you think you want that? Where did this really come from? Um, and then just being able to, to, to have the kind of the, the, the self-awareness and the self, um, yeah, just overall the self-awareness to, to sit down and ask yourself the hard questions. Yeah. You know, 
Why, why are you here? You, why do you want this? Where do you want to go? Who, where did this come from? Who put this inside of you? Was it you? Um, just write, write. I wrote a lot at that time too. I wrote and read a lot during that period for sure. Do you, uh, are there, are there habits that you had then that you still have now? Like, do you still journal? Do you still read? Do you still work out to that same extent? Yes. Um, if anything, to be honest with you there, I don't do those things as much as I should now. Um, I, th- I feel like I probably should do a little bit more of those things, um, in terms of being able to kind of like journal or whatever, however you like to do it. It's like, um, I've carried those things for sure, but to the frequency that I wish probably not, I would actually probably want to do that more often. Um, but those are definitely powerful for sure. I mean, I'm still yeah. very much self-critical and, um, always trying to examine why I'm doing what I'm doing and like seeing if it's truly optimal. Hmm. Do you, uh, yeah, what there, you've talked a lot about, like you've referenced multiple points of self-sabotage regret. And I want to talk to people that are feeling that, um, especially people that are feeling like imposter syndrome. Cause even though you say that you struggle with that, I see so much action and I see so much like intentional steps of overcoming it where you're just like, you know, like, man, who cares? I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to send the DM. I'm just going to pick up everything and move. I'm just going to like, I just see, I see evidence of the action you've taken to overcome it. Um, what would you encourage to others that feel a similar level? Because you might even look back and you might say like, yep, it was, I, I thought about it too much before I actually did it. Or, um, I hesitate too much or I, I still limited myself from doing other things that I know I should have done. Can you speak to someone that's, can you speak to the entrepreneur? Can you speak to the person that's like, that doesn't believe in themselves and believes that they're the person that can actually get it done? Yeah. Um, good question. I think, I think it's just going to be a matter of like having something that you're running. I mean, Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. It's like everybody has a heaven to run towards and a hell to run from. Um, and if your hell, if you, if you can sit and look and say, cause there was a moment for me personally, when I was like substitute teaching and personal training, I was like, I got done with the day. I was like, I, I was like, I, this cannot be my life for the next 20 years, 50 years, however long. Right. I was like, this cannot do it. And so for me, there was both of like, you've got to create for me that for me, I can't give it. I don't really want to say give advice, but what was for me was like, I had such a strong hell to run from. And I had a really strong, like heaven to run, run towards. Cause like I had this idea of like what my life could be like. Um, and also this hell to run, run from. And and I was fortunate to have my dad die. Like it, it, because it gave me so much life and it gave me like, make him proud, like go make something of yourself. And like, you don't have to be like some crazy billionaire, but like, just, you know, go, go do good, you know, go, go make, go make something of yourself. Cause at that, when you're in your early twenties or young twenties or mid twenties as a man, like there's that pressure of like, yo, you got to make something of yourself. Like, you know, go make people proud or just go, go do something, you know? And, and so I had a strong hell to run from mm-hmm. and uh, a new heaven to run towards, I guess. So, mm create that if you can like it would be my like if that was, that's what worked for me at least <laughs> i love that i love that yeah I, I i feel like i could all i could do a whole another hour with you dude and just at, talk to you about that kind of stuff i, I want to end it there because i want to make it want to be sensitive of your time but thanks so much for giving this value to my community and and sharing your story i think there's a lot of things for people to resonate with um and i want to charge you to to do what you're doing but but to 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 be more proactive in sharing it and I know you took a step out and you were like, Grant, you know, like, let's, let's record this. Let's talk. I want to share my story. And I know you're going to do that with more people, but, um, people need to hear the value that you have. People need to hear about your experience. People need to resonate with your story because it speaks to where they're at. And you don't have a personality that, that comes across as arrogant or demanding or even like desperate for attention. Rather, you have a, you have a personality that is backed by so much evidence of the things you're talking about where I could say exactly the same thing you said. And it, it carries less weight because I don't like everything you just talked about for the last hour. When you talk about, I have this hell to, hell to run from and in heaven to run toward, I see it. I see that the whole way through. And I think other people will as well. And my hope is that there's people that take one small step of action to send that DM, to make that call, to quit that job, to start that business um, in a way that makes sense for them. But to just be encouraged that there's someone else that's like you that did it 
and that's still doing it, right? You're still making your journey. You're still making your process, but um, I charge you. You have to keep going, and you have to tell more people about it because uh, other people need that encouragement. If I had heard your story last year, I would have quit my job a lot faster. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you. Like you, you should you should proclaim this in more unique ways and different ways, and find the balance of it because there's people out there that need to hear it. There's people out there that aren't doing stuff that that need to do stuff, and they will because they're going to hear your story and your version. Even if it's connected to all these other people, you are unique in how you've done it. So, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your energy. I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate that, man. And and anybody that like resonates with that is like, I'm still going through it because this is my next step. Because Grant knows, like, I was like, I don't want to go on this podcast. Like, I, I haven't, like, I, I kind of want to, but like, I'm still a little bit nervous to even like speak publicly. I don't really care if ten people see it or a hundred people, however many people. Like, I still have this like imposter syndrome. Like, don't tell your story. Like, you know, no, like you're not going to provide value. So I'm still going through it, and so hopefully I can still be an example of that. You know, going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. As always, send this to one person. I think there's a lot of people that need to hear this. So send it to those people because, uh, because we need this encouragement. Jacob, thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people connect, connect with you? Yeah, thanks for having me. And you can find me, I guess, at, um, at Jacob F. Morales on, um, on Instagram. And that's really, cool. that's it. It's where the only place cool. you can kind of find me. <laughs> for now, for now, for now. For now, yeah. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.